Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and joined with me, as always, is James. How's it going, James? Hey, everybody. Doing good here. Did you watch any football this weekend? Well, uh, I didn't watch it, but I heard there was quite a Vikings game. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings dominated the Packers. So Oops. Sorry, Wisconsin people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so today we're going to do the Dominaria set review, uh, but before we get into that, we're going to say our sponsors here. So the first one is Zencaster. Uh, it's an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. Of course, each guest locally then uploads crystal-clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. Um, also, if you want to sign up for a pro account, you can get a 14 days uh, trial, and if you want to get a discount uh, for 30% off, use zen.ai slash the MTG place is the code. Uh, we also have a TCG player affiliate link. If you want to buy any of these cards we're going to talk about, uh, you can find that on mtgplace.net. It's our website. Uh, also on the website is a link to our Patreon, which is the final way you can support us. You can support us directly through there. Play games with us, hang out on Discord, all that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, all the ways there. And uh, so today we're getting into Dominator United. Excited for this set, James? Yeah, this set looks really fun, honestly. So, uh, I mean, again, we're going back to the uh, old school stuff here, basically. So, very excited to see what this brings us to. Yeah, and some of the Frixians are coming back, too, and yep. all that. We finally get to see the new Elish Norn. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely excited about that. Uh, so we are going to jump right in here. We're going to do uh, Rares and Mythics from the main set first here. And it's only going to be Rares and Mythics. We're not going to talk about commons or uncommons because that would take forever. We'll be here all go, night. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go in Wooburg order. So first up's going to be white, if you want to start us off. All right. Our first card of the set is Anointed Peacekeeper. It is two and a white for a 3-3 human cleric creature with vigilance. And then it also has, as it enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand, then choose any card name. Spells your opponent's cast with a chosen name cost two more to cast. Activated abilities of sources with a chosen name cost two more to activate unless they're mana abilities. That seems a little dirty. Yeah, so you have to look at their hand, pick something in it, or just name something that you know this in their deck, and then they have to either pay two more for it or you pay two more for abilities. Yeah. So it's kind of um, a, a, a fair... Uh, what's the card? Death and Taxes. Yeah, it's definitely a Death and Taxes type card. Yep, Revoker. It's like a fair Revoker, yeah. 3 for a 3-3 Vigilance is still good. Yeah, decent for sure. And has pretty nice abilities too, so. Definitely a white Hate Bears card. Yeah, great for Standard. Standard doesn't usually get cards like this, so this will be great. Definitely see play. Yeah, next card up is Archangel of Wrath. It's two white-white for a 3-4 angel. has Kicker, so Kicker's back. 
kicker for a black and or a red. So you could pay a black or a red or both. Uh, it's a three-fourth flying lifelink angel, and when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, deal two damage to any target. If it was kicked twice, deal two damage to any target. Okay. So you could play this four mana, three, four flying lifelink, five mana, three, four flying lifelink, deal two damage, six mana, three, four flying lifelink, deal four damage. <laughs> Seems pretty good if you have those additional colors to splash, especially. Um, again, very decently statted, just base, so pretty decent card. Yeah, this is a house in draft. Uh, oh, Commander, God, yeah. <laughs> Commander, you got to be playing a Mardu deck, unfortunately. Yeah. It doesn't just go into the white color identity, which is unfortunate, but very, uh, very good. Uh, next up, we have Dan, uh, Danithia, or Danitha. Jeez, uh, oh, these names. Danitha <laughs> Benalia's Hope. There we go. Uh, <laughs> it is four and a white for a 4 4 legendary creature that's a human knight. It has first strike, vigilance, and lifelink. When this card enters the battlefield, you may put an aura or enchantment, or sorry, an aura or equipment card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield attached to this. Yeah, so this is pretty good. Uh, Commander-wise, you can play it as a commander, and you do the standard aura or equipment deck. Yeah, uh, you're gonna put it in all those like Doros decks that do that, or you're gonna if you play it by yourself, it's gonna be like a mono white version. You can also play it as an enchantment deck. Yeah, five for a four four first strike vigilance life link's pretty good too. Yeah, those stat these cards are very nicely statted for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, this would be great in like a weapons deck or something in commander for sure. Um, and yeah, and just an enchantment wins deck and like, you know, standard, because I'm sure there'll be plenty of enchantments to uh, support this. Next up, we have the first of a cycle of these, uh, the defilers. So this is the defiler of faith. It's three white, white for a five, five Phyrexian human with vigilance as an additional cost to cast white permanent spells. You may pay two life. Those spells cost one white less to cast if you pay life this way. This effect only reduces the amount of white mana you pay. And whenever you cast a white permanent spell, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. So it turns one white for one white mana on all of your permanents can be paid with Phyrexian, basically. So it turns it into Phyrexian, yeah. Yep. That's cool. And then whenever you cast white spell white permanents, you get a 1-1. One, one. Decent creature generator. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. Mana resource, sick. 5-5 five, five vigilance for 5. Not bad. Yeah, you can Pretty only easy. pay pay the two life once per spell, though. Right. Because yeah. of the way it's worked. And only once if it has the uh, a white color identity, basically. So, right. Uh, uh, but yeah, nice effects, definitely, on this. Uh, next up, we have Guardian of New Banalia. It is one and white for a 2-2. Two, two, Human soldier creature with uh, enlist, which I believe is a new uh, uh, keyword. So enlist is as this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness. When you do, add its power to this creature's until end of turn. All right, so... Okay, so yeah, you just uh, basically tap all your... It's almost like exalted in a way. Except you tap yeah, you, stuff. You, you, yeah, so when you attack, you tap another creature that you're not going to attack with. 
yeah. that doesn't have summoning. But it adds added. the power, though, which is yeah, pretty and sick. Yeah, it adds the power to it. So if you have like a 6-6, six, six, you could make this an 8-2. Yeah, which that's awesome. Um, okay, it also has uh, whenever guarding the new Benalia and enlists a creature, scry two. That's sick. And then discard a card, guardian of new Benalia gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. Yeah, so this card, because it only costs two mana, is busted in draft, like in limited. Yeah. This card is busted because every single time you attack, you just tap like your 1 1 token or something you have sitting around just to enlist it, just to get the scry to. So you're scrying two every mm-hmm. single time you attack. And then if they were trying to blow it up, you just discard the worst card in your hand to give it an right. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, it almost has like top protection, basically. Like, in a way. <laughs> yeah, because you're scrying two basically every time you attack. Mm-hmm. And then it can protect itself as long as you have cards in your hand. Right, so. as long as you're not like discarding stuff or something. Yeah, this card is really good just across the board. It's cheap. Yeah, it's especially it has a ton drop. of effects. Like, holy crap. Definitely, definitely busted. And this will be played in almost any deck that has white, I feel. Yeah, it's super good. Uh, next up, we got Leyline Binding. Uh, it's five and a white for an enchantment with flash. It has domain, which is a keyword that's returning. Uh, this spell costs one less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. Uh, when Leyline Binding enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent in opponent controls until Leyline Binding leaves the battlefield. So it's like a O-ring with flash. Right. Uh, but if you play it in a five-color deck and have all the one. basic land types, it only costs one. <laughs> that's, and it's, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's nice to note that in this set, there's actually uncommon tap lands that are both land types, so they're fetchable. And the counts both land types. Ooh, that's nice. So there okay. is like uncommon like gates basically that are both land types that come in tapped. That's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, basically an oblivion ring that costs one that also is an instant basically is very good. Right, but are you going to play this... all five colors? <laughs> yeah, but are you going to play this outside of a five color deck? Like, because if you let's say you're playing a three color deck, would you play this as just a flash o ring? <laughs> Eh, I mean, it basically is the same price, cost of it. Like, that wouldn't be terrible, but it wouldn't be as good, for sure. Right. Like, I would probably want four or five colors. Three colors is, like, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under that is not worth it, right. for sure. All right. Um. Next up, we have... Sarah Paragon. Uh, it is two white. Uh, it is two white white for a three four angel creature with flying. Once during each of your turns, you may play a land from your graveyard or cast a permanent spell with mana value three or less from your graveyard. If you do, it gains when this permanent is put into a graveyard from the battlefield. Exile it, and you gain two life. So this is like uh, mini Luris. Fly, yeah. bigger Luris or uh, mini Sun Titan. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, three, four flying angel. You have to play something every turn. Although Min- <laughs> it does get it does get exiled if it goes to the graveyard, but you gain two life out of it too. Right, which is so not your bad. Replay. Being able to replay lands though, it's cool. Yeah, it's always nice. Uh, I mean, that was always what was nice about Sun Titan is just getting lands, <laughs> or you know, it's just any any kind of value like that's always good. For it's a sure. sweet angel. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Sarah Redeemer. Three white, white for a 2 4 angel soldier with flying. 
Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, put two one one counters on that creature. Ooh. So that's kind of like if you're playing a mentor the meat type deck, you probably play this. Yeah. Uh, so every time something power two or less enters, it's getting two one ones, and that's at least a power three. Could yeah, be power and, if you're, and if you're playing it with mentor, then you're also drawing cards. So it's also a nice little combination. Um, yeah, great, great for like white weenie kind of style deck. Um, and then, yeah, this will definitely see, I would think this would definitely see play in some standard deck, I would think. So, um, very useful, very much what white likes to do. So, yep. <laughs> uh, next up we have temporary lockdown. It is one white, white for an enchantment. When temporary lockdown enters the battlefield, exile each non-land permanent with mana value two or less until temporary lockdown leaves the battlefield. Um, yeah, so okay. ring everything mana value two or less. <laughs> yeah, it kills all tokens. Uh, commander, it's going to hit like, everyone's soul ring and mana rocks. Yeah, all the mana rocks die. It's a big um, oof. I mean, until they blow this up with, like, a removal, but... Right, which will obviously happen. So, but. it's like an O-ring for two or less. It's pretty... Could be good. I don't know. It's kind of a sideboard card. Yeah. Constructed. I feel like the fact that it's uh, global basically makes it pretty decent. Um, and only yeah, it, does, it does suck that it hits your bad. things, but you could build the not. Yeah, you can build that. around that. <clears throat> pretty decent card, though. For like a yeah, a sideboard or something of that sort. The next up is Urza assembles the Titans. It's three white white for an enchantment saga. It has read ahead, so it's a new ability to this set. You choose a chapter and start with that many lore counters. Add one after you draw after your draw step. Skip chapters don't trigger. Sacrifice after three. So basically, you could choose what chapter you start with. So you can pay five mana, and the first chapter is Scry 4, then you may reveal the top card of your library. If it's a Planeswalker card, put it in your hand. And the second chapter is you may put a Planeswalker card with mana value six or less from your hand on the battlefield. And the third chapter is you may activate loyalty abilities of Planeswalkers you control twice this turn rather than once. So if you're playing Damn. a Super Friends deck, you're probably playing this. This is All a very good card. have to do with Planeswalkers, so I would assume you're not going to play it outside of that. I wouldn't think so, yeah. Because, like, in that deck, like, you're probably going to choose the first one if you need a card. If you don't need a card, you're going to go the second one. Yeah. And then if you just want to play abilities of a bunch, you're going to go the third one. So, like, all three modes are good. Um, yep. And if you, you want, you can choose how many you want. So it's a flexible card, but you're only going to play it like a Planeswalker deck. Yeah, it's definitely made for a Super Friends style deck for sure, but it's very good in that setting. So uh, I could see this definitely in Commander or, you know, one of the older styles of play. Right. And then if there are a lot of good Planeswalkers in this set, then I could definitely be played in Standard too. So, um, Next up, we have Valiant Veteran. It is one and a white for a 2-2 core soldier creature. Other soldiers you control get plus one, plus one. And then if you pay three white-white and exile Valiant Veteran from your graveyard, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on each soldier you control. Yeah, so this is Soldier Tribal Lord. If you have a soldier (laughs) deck, you're going to put this in there because it's better than all the old lords. Oh, by far. Because it could do something in the graveyard. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty sick. 
Um, yeah, great card for uh, Soldier Tribe. Very so cheap for too. white. What cards your you're the best card? You think? Um, well, the Saga is good for is really good for Planeswalkers. Otherwise, that that Guardian of New Banalia card was pretty sick. Yeah, I think the Defiler Faith is pretty cool. It's just cheating mana reduction for white. Yeah. Um, and the Sarah Paragon being able to play extra stuff. So, like, white doesn't have a ton of stuff, but I think all of it is good and could see play. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's, there's not really a bad card here. In the so right situation, see, these are yeah, all you might pretty see good. these cards around. Definitely. So on to blue here. First one is Academy Loremaster. It's blue-blue for a 2-3 human wizard. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player may draw an additional card. If they do, spells they cast this turn cost two more to cast. Ooh. So I haven't, decided, I haven't decided how good this card is. because It's like, well, I could draw an extra card, but if I do, i got to pay two more for everything I play this turn. Right. I guess if you're really desperate for card draw, then this is decent. But yeah, I don't know. It's a really double-edged sword. Yeah, I think the, the main way to take advantage of this is to kind of build your deck to where everything is low-costing, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so you don't care if you have to pay, you two, pay two more. Yeah. Or or if you're in, like, a uh, commander, then you just play Rhystic Study with us and then you don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, next up we have Aether Channeler. Uh, it is two and a blue for a 2-1 human wizard creature. When Aether, or Aether Channeler enters the battlefield, choose one. Create a 1-1 white bird creature token with flying. Return another target non-land permanent to its owner's hand or draw a card. So how far we have come that mana war is now this good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think all three modes are good. Drawing a card, good. Yep. Create a bird, good. Bounce something, very good. Definitely. Uh, it doesn't have flash or anything, but it's still three for a two-one. You're going to play this, especially in like an ETV deck where you can flicker this or copy yep. the effect. And what's nice is when you copy the effects and choose one, you get to you can pick different modes. Right. I guess so. this is decent for Brago or like a, that kind of style deck for sure. Um, especially with the multiple ETB effects, like that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like a Venser, but more flexible because you can like, oh, I need dude yeah. bodies, I'm making a dude. I need to get rid of this thing, I'm bouncing. Oh, I need cards, I'm mm-hmm. drawing. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like this will definitely be seen for sure. Uh, next up, we got Cosmic Epiphany. Four blue-blue for a sorcery. Draw cards equal the number of instant sorcery cards in your graveyard. So it's just so another card. Deck. Yeah, <laughs> another card that's going to draw your deck. You probably are going to put in some decks where you play, you know, spells matter, like mm-hmm. is it decks or, uh, you know, decks with the fastest oracle, draw your deck like, thing, the blue sun. Yeah, draw. Deck. Yeah, draw the deck, and then you win if you have no cards in your deck yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, This is definitely a combo piece for that. Uh, next, we have the Blue Defiler. It is Defiler of Dreams. Um, it is three blue blue for a uh, four three Phyrex- Phyrexian Sphinx cre- uh, creature with flying. As an additional cost to cast, uh, as an additional cost to cast blue permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost one blue less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect reduces only the amount of blue mana you pay. 
Whenever you cast a blue permanent spell, draw a card. So this one's really good because it's a 4-3 flyer for 5 and lets you draw cards. Yeah. Every time you play a blue permanent. This is very, very good for blue. Like, everything you play has draw a card on it that's, you know, that's going to be sticky. Anything sticky. All your creatures are going to yeah. draw a card. It's pretty good. Yep, definitely. And it's basically free. So, free card draw. Super good card. Very uh, good. Next up, we got the Hati Jin. Uh, one blue-blue for a star four Jin with flying. Uh, its power is equal to the number of instant sorcery cards in your graveyard. So, a star four. If you have four cards, it's a four-four. And instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. So, another spells matter card. Seems pretty nice. Yeah, if you play the... The is it guy with an electromancer or something that reduces yeah. sorcery spells? You're definitely going to play this guy because he's going to be big, like an X4 flying. That also makes your spells cost less as good. Yeah, I definitely love to see that. <laughs> yeah, the, this can get huge in the right kind of deck and just um, basically be a win con on its own. Just deal like 20 damage to somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and the fact that you're. Spells cost less too is also very nice. Yeah, it's only three mana. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you play cheap. this on turn with none, it's three mana for a zero four flying. You can at least block some stuff and make your spells right. cost less. And then and then like your your like spell pierces or whatever causes like well I guess those can't cause zero but like your you know something that costs two only costs one. You know, right. it's one blue. Like your um, days cost one blue instead of yeah exactly. Land. <laughs> basically way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very good card for sure. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have Silver Scrutiny. Uh, it is X blue blue for a sorcery. You may uh, cast Silver Scrutiny as though it had flash. If X is three or less, draw X cards. So, how good is five mana draw three cards instant speed? Uh... It's worse than harmonize. No, yeah, but harmonize is a sorcery, but still, like, do you really like, need like divination that? is what three for two cards? Here, you'd have to yeah. pay four for two cards. So you're gonna have to pay like you're probably gonna play this as a sorcery and pay like dump like five, six, seven. Oh, for like, sure. Cards. Well, and then there's better cards yeah. like Mind Spring. It's just X blue, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like like X blue or you know even Blue Sun is better because it shuffles in. Yeah, it shuffles. Yeah, this I mean, maybe there's a specifics like like storm, maybe where you want to you know draw as a, as an instant. Um, but outside of that, eh, I don't know if it matters that much. Where the cost yeah, is really. I don't. Relevant. I mean, unless you're playing a deck, there's already so many of these effects in Magic, you probably don't need this one. Yeah, there's there's better ones in older sets. Unless for some reason you have to have the instant speed draw, then right. sure, you know. But outside of that, eh, yeah, it's kind of expensive. Uh, next up, we got Sphinx of Clear Skies. It's three blue blue for a five five Sphinx with flying and ward two. It has domain. Whenever Sphinx of Clear Skies deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top X cards of your library, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. An opponent separates those cards into two piles. Put one pile into your hand and the other in your graveyard. Piles can be empty. So okay, you'd want at least two for this to be draw card. Yeah. 
or two cards if your opponent goes zero and two, but most times they do one and one in that scenario. So you want at least a two-color deck to play this. You're probably not going to play this in one because, well, I guess you still draw a card in one, right? Because you'd have to choose yeah. zero and one. You just gotta try, yeah, you can choose zero. So you one. could play it in mono blue and it's draw one card. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't bad. It's still a cantrip, basically. Yeah, so worst uh, case, it's five for a 5-5 five, five flying ward two draw card needle damage. Best case, it's draw you know, up to five. Five, yeah. Look at five yeah. cards and pick your best ones. In a five color deck, this seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it seems really good in a five color deck. Mm-hmm. In a one, in a mono, it's still okay because it's still got. Like it's still, you might effect. consider playing it. Yeah, you know, especially if you like Sphinx Tribal or Flying Choke. The Ward Two is nice too because they have to yeah. pay an extra two mana to get rid of it. It's hard to hard to get to clear for sure. Yeah, honestly, pretty decent. But yeah, in the right deck, this is pretty really good. Yep. Uh, all right, we got the Blue Saga next. Uh, it's the phasing of Zalfir. Um, it has read ahead just like the other one did. So you choose a chapter and start with that many lore counters. Add one after you draw steps, skip chapters, don't trigger, sacrifice after three. Um, <clears throat> so we got chapters one and two are another target non land permanent phases out. It can't phase in for as long as you control the phasing of Zalfir. And then chapter three is destroy all creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller creates a 2-2 black Phyrexian creature token. So we basically you are setting up the, for a big board clear here is what it looks like. Yeah, it's, it's two blue-blue. It's the mana cost. Um, so it's four mana. So it's like a board wipe. So you could pay four mana board wipe. Everyone gets a two. All their creatures become two two. So it's kind of like the blue yeah. board wipe, right? Right. Blue. Most of blues board wipes either bounce or leave creatures behind. Um, yeah. If you play the other two modes, your opponents can see it coming, but you can save your two best things because it right. doesn't phase back in until after this card's gone. So it'll blow up the board with them phased out, and then they'll phase in the next turn. So yeah. So it's it's a flexible board clear, which is nice. Um, definitely nice for blue. Yeah, I could. I think it's okay for commander because I mean, yeah, like especially for if commander. You, have, you have a way to get rid of the two two tokens after or something. <laughs> yeah, or if like, you just like don't care if they have two twos, you know. Because blue doesn't have a lot of like cheap cards that do something like this. Like no, when I think of cards like this, they have like Cyclonic Rift, which costs way more than four. (laughs) Yeah, most of them. I think the cheapest one I can think of is five to bounce all creatures. Oh, that's evacuation. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So four man is pretty cheap for that effect. Yeah, pretty nice for sure. Uh, Next up, we got Vesuvian. Duplomancy, three and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a spell, it targets only a single artifact or a creature you control. Create a token that's a copy of that artifact or creature, except it's not legendary. So I play a pump spell on my dude, I get a copy of it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's not not bad. In like a blue, like, creature-based deck... I put a aura on my dude. It's gonna copy it. I mean, you can play in artifacts too. Yeah, or yeah, or artifacts. Like yeah. you're probably like it's a really good in artifacts. I think if you if you have cards like Twiddle, 
and stuff that like untap target permanent. Yeah. Like so then you're untapping your permanent and making a copy of it. <laughs> like that's good. Like go ahead, yeah, untap my soul ring, nice. make another soul ring. Yeah. <laughs> that seems busted. <laughs> you know, and it, and it, it works on legendary too. So it's like you know, untap. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a legendary artifact. It's hard to think of one. Uh, there's they're definitely out there. There's a lot yeah. out there though. Uh, yeah, this in the right kind of deck, this can be really, really good. Um, especially if it's like win cons, like, yeah, especially if you're playing a clone deck or something. I mean, just yeah. copying legendary, legendary things is always good because the reason they're legendary is they don't want you to have more than one in play. Yep, <laughs> this so, gets around that. More than one of that in play is good, <laughs> definitely. All right, next up we have. Uh, Vodalian Hexcatcher. It is one blue for a 1-1 Merfolk Wizard Creature with Flash. Other Merfolk you control get plus one, plus one. Sacrifice a Merfolk. Counter a target non-creature spell unless its controller pays one. So, uh, yeah, Merfolk Tribal. <laughs> yeah, super good Merfolk Tribal. Outside yeah. of that, probably not playing it. Probably not. <laughs> well, in Merfolk Tribal, this might be one of the better cards. Yeah, it's, it's very good if you have the support for it. Uh, next up, we got another Merfolk. It's uh, Vidalian Mind Singer. One blue blue for a 2-2 Merfolk Wizard with Kicker, one in a red and or one in a green. Uh, and then it enters the battlefield with two long counters on it for each time it was kicked. And when it enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature with power less than it for as long as you control this creature yep so, so this is the typical i play something i gain control of something as long as it's so a play three yeah. for a two two gain control of a one one yeah or five for a four four gain control of three or less because it has to be less than yeah less than yeah or seven for a six six get something five or less it's not it's bad. Not, it's not bad. Yeah. You got to play it in a three-color deck. Definitely have to play, and you have to play it, like, in the right situation, I feel. I feel um, like it's okay. It's an okay yeah, card. it's decent. Because, I mean, most of the time you're going to gain control of their problematic thing, and then they're just going to kill this. Yeah. Just going to draw a removal spell to it. Just get rid of get rid of a removal card. <laughs> so, blue, what do you think about blue in general? Um, blue's got some decent stuff. I feel like blue's a little more situational though than white was. Yeah, I feel in my opinion, blue's got like maybe three cards that are pretty good, and then the rest are kind of like just meh. Yeah, um, like the channeler can be really good. The gin can be really good. Um, the defiler's good. The defiler's really good. And then the, the, the rest are good too. The rest are like okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I probably get the best card is probably the Defiler or the Duplicate thing or the Sphinx. Yeah. But you might see some of these cards around. I don't think you're going to see Silver Scrutiny very much or the Academy Lore Master. Yeah. There's just better cards than Silver Scrutiny, I feel. Like, it's just yeah. it's just too expensive for what it is. All right. We are on to Corey's favorite color, which is black. Black. Uh, ooh. 
First off, we have a Braids card. Interesting. Yep, haven't, seen one haven't seen one of these in a while. Braids, Arisen Nightmare. It is one black black for a 3-3 legendary nightmare creature. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice an artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker. If you do, each opponent may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with it. For each opponent who doesn't, that player loses two life and you draw a card. Ooh, so that's spicy. <laughs> yeah, this is actually pretty good, especially in limited, because on turn three, you could drop this, sack your token, and then they either have to sack a creature, their weakest creature, or they lose two life, you draw a card. Right. Um, if you're way ahead on lands, you can just sack a land, and then they're like, okay, do I want to get rid of a land? No, okay, right. you draw a card, <laughs> and then I lose two life. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's decent. It can get into scenarios where you don't want to sack things, and then yeah, then you're kind of screwed. There. Yeah, because you don't ha- you don't have to do it, but right because so it's, it's a choose. But it's better when you do have fodder or something to sacrifice every time. Yeah, like it's if also you nice a- if you if you happen to have like a planeswalker artifact or something, and your opponents don't. You could sack yeah. it and then make them all lose two life and draw like three cards. Like, this is way better in Commander than it is in one. Yeah, this is fantastic in Commander because there's so many different ways you can just create fodder to just keep this going forever until it's removed. So. Pretty nice. All right, next up we got the Defiler of Flesh, so the Black Defiler. It's two black black for a 4-4 Phyrexian Horror with Menace. It's additional cost to cast black spells. You can pay two life. Those spells cost one black less. If you pay life this way, it reduces only the black mana you pay. Whenever you cast a black permanent spell, target creature you control gets plus one plus one, gains Menace until end of turn. So in my opinion, this is one of the weaker yeah. Defilers, but it is the cheap, like, it is only four mana. It's four, yeah. For a four, four menace. So it's still good, like, especially if you have like, a, Keur- is... Keur- a Keurig deck or something already. Yeah. Menace is a pretty decent keyword. So, uh, yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, plus one, plus one. I'm, I guess the black does pump occasionally. It's more of a green thing normally, though. But Yeah, I mean, uh, it buffs a creature and gives a menace. It can get in for one yeah. more damage. Right, and the menace is the only thing that only thing that sucks is like you can't like if you buff the thing you just played you need haste like so you have to buff something that's already been in play. Yeah, so definitely situational. Could be good. Could be good in like a token deck or something. Yeah, this would be great like a like a zombie deck or something like Mm -hmm. gets a bunch of tokens or something like that. Um, let's see. Next up, we have drag to the bottom. It is uh, two black black for a sorcery uh, with domain. Each creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is one plus the number of basic land types among lands you control. So uh, in a five-color deck, this is pretty powerful. Yeah, everything is minus six, minus six for four mana. Mm-hmm. In a um, mono-black deck, not so great. <laughs> yeah, in a mono-black deck, it's worse than in fast, because it's four yeah. for minus two, minus two instead of three. Uh, so you probably want to play this in at least... A three color deck, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like three like is kind of the magic. Three, you're getting minus more. four, minus four to everything, which is then it's like the same as like a languish or something. Yeah. Which is a decent card. Maybe you want four colors or more. It's an okay card. I don't know. I It kind of sucks because like if you're missing a land type in a five color deck, you might, you know, it won't be necessarily as good as you want. Like you could just play Damnation. Instead of this. Exactly. Yeah, just destroy everything. <laughs> but this does get rid of 
you know, like exile things, though, yeah. things or something. So, all right. Next up, we have Evolved Sleeper, which I can tell you is a house in Limited. And I look at in just right look, now. look at just look at all of that for the mana cost one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one one black for a one one human. And then it has like kind of the old school level up thing, but you don't, but you could play it as instant speed. So it's one black, uh, becomes a human cleric with pop, power and toughness 2 2. And then one in a black, if it's a cleric, so you use the first one, you put a death touch counter on it and it becomes a 3 3. So then it becomes a 3 3 death touch. And then one black, black, if it's already a Phyrexian, which means you paid the second one, put a plus one plus one counter on it, draw a card, lose a life. And that last mode you can use infinite times because it's already a friction yeah that seems really really good yeah so dump all this your card is good into. because it's just one for a one one and all your extra mana is going to go into making this better yep like so you got it's one for so one, one and then and then two for a two two and then you know four for a three three death touch which is and really then, good <laughs> and then once you pay the other three then it's a you know uh, four four death touch would draw a card. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's it's really good to spend all your excess mana into it. Yeah, I play yeah, uh, this... four of them in my standard deck right now. I'm playing that and the next card we're going to talk about in there. Yeah, this <laughs> this card is just, especially in um uh, like draft or, or sealed or something like yeah, that. Like this is a very good card. <laughs> And if you have uh, something where, cl- where clerics or humans or Frixian tribal matters, this counts as all of those. Right. So, All right. Uh, our next card, uh, no one has ever seen ever. Uh, it's <laughs> Liliana the Veil. <laughs> yeah, reprint of Liliana the Veil. Liliana the Veil is standard. This is the card I'm playing a bunch of in my standard deck, too. I'm playing mono black, and I haven't lost with it yet. It's super good. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, maybe because if those of you who haven't played since Innistrad, uh, this is what it does. It's one black black for a legendary planeswalker named Liliana with three um, um, tokens. Uh, plus one. Yeah, thank you. I forgot the word. <laughs> three loyalty <laughs> tokens. Uh, plus one. Each player discards a card. Minus two. Target player sacrifices a creature. Minus six, separate all permanents target player controls into two piles. That player sacrifices all permanents in the pile of their choice. Yeah, busted card. Very yeah, good. and someone someone commented in the Discord earlier that this card is busted with Turgrid. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. It totally <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you make you sack a creature. Now I get it. Make you discard a card. Yep. Now I get it. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's super good. Planeswalker. If you need to pick these up for Legacy or Modern, uh, it's been a staple for so long in that those formats. Uh, it's dropped down to you know like forty bucks, so you could pick yeah, it up like, for relatively. It used to be now. like eighty or ninety, so yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it gone a down a lot. If you need to, so yeah, definitely a needed needed reprint. Fun to have it in standard again. Oh yeah, this this will be fun to see play it again for sure. Next up, we got Shadow Rite Priest, one and a black for a 2-2 human cleric. Other clerics get plus one plus one. And it's pay five, tap it, sacrifice another cleric, search for your library for a black creature, put it on the battlefield, and shovel. So cleric tribal, just search yeah. for any uh, creature you want. You could also maybe play it in like Shadowborn Apostles or something, because I think you could just 
sack that for like the big demon then. Right, yeah. For cheaper than having a bunch of Shadowhorn Apostles, because I think they're clerics. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah. Otherwise, you can just have some big black bomb and then pay five for it. Yeah, but it's easy. a lord. You're going to play it in cleric <laughs> stacks, otherwise you're not playing this. Yeah. This is very much a tribal card, for sure. Uh, next up, we have a sh- uh, another Shieldred, it looks like. Uh, Shieldred, the Apocalypse. Uh, two black black for a 4-5 uh, uh, legendary fire extreme Praetor with Death Touch. Whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. Whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose two life. Ouch. Yeah, this card is busted. <laughs> it's also in my mono black standard deck. Uh, this sitting in play, you don't have to do anything, and you're gaining life every round, and they're losing life every round. Yeah. So it's a, and then, without even attacking, it's a it's a ten turn clock. Yeah, that's really good. And then if you have like, if you make maybe like make like a blue black deck, and then like make them draw cards or something like the right, list, or you could, you could put this so in so like, much life. If you put this in like Nekusar. This, this is, yeah, is this is made for Nekusar. <laughs> I mean, or if you wanted to try and do mono black Nekusar type deck with them wheeling a bunch of cards and making them draw, you know, yeah. you play this and the, the McGrim and Unrolled Dreams and all that does the same. Effect. Yeah, it's definitely possible with this. This is a good engine for that. But just four for a four five Death Touch is good too. Yeah, those so are some this shield really good really, base. Really, really, really good, uh, especially <laughs> in draft. You just win. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely very, very, very good. Uh, next up, we got Stronghold Arena. It's one and a black for an enchantment with kicker, a green and or a white. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you gain three life for each time it was kicked. So you can gain up to six life with that. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you may reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand. If you do, you lose life equal to its mana value. So this card is pretty good. You really don't give it, it doesn't really matter about the life, in my opinion. I think no. you're going to play it more if you're in an attack deck where you want to hit them and then draw cards that you're going to lose life. So you like Bob every time you yeah, exactly. hit somebody. Yeah. Um, it's decent in Commander because you could swing at three different people and then trigger this three times. Yeah. Yeah, this is um, basically just another Bob, right? With with more steps. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Bob, but you have to hit someone for damage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's decent. I mean, it still only costs two, which is pretty yeah, nice. I don't know if I'd ever kick it unless I really am behind. No, in life. like unless you're like really about to die or something, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, you, you just go for the ability for sure. Uh, all right, we have the Black Saga next. It is the Cruelty of Gix. Uh, it has read ahead just like the other ones do, where you can basically skip chapters. Um, <clears throat> chapter one is target opponent re- uh, reveals their hand. You choose a creature or planeswalker card from it. That player discards that card. Chapter two, search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand, then shuffle. You lose three life. Chapter three, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. So this could be good. So if you do all three modes, you're taking their best creature, putting it in the yard, getting your best card from your deck in your hand, 
and then putting any creature from any graveyard, so probably the one you made him discard, into play under your control. Um, that's pretty good. I honestly, in my if I was playing it, I you know later in the game I probably would just skip chapter one and then go get a yeah. card because tutoring is good and getting a card back is good. Um, yeah, it does cost five mana. That's the only downside to it. Yeah, it does cost a lot. But you would play, you know, four mana, bring back a creature, and you would play Diabolic Tutor, possibly. Right. So, it, 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 so five it mana out. for both effects, it kind of evens out. Right. Not Assuming the best saga. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you never know. Not the best saga, but it's okay for what it does. I don't know if I'd ever just five get a creature back unless I really needed it. Yeah, you're like behind if you're doing that. <laughs> So it's a decent card. Yeah. Next up, we got the Raven Man. One in a black for a 2-1 legendary creature human wizard. At the beginning of each end step, if a player discarded a card this turn, create a 1-1 black bird creature token with flying. This creature can't block. And it's pay for it. Tap it. Each opponent discards a card. Activates a sorcery. So this card's okay. I don't like that the birds can't block. Because like, you already yeah. have to make discard. And then it costs a shit ton to use its own ability. So you have to play this in a discard deck already to be good. And then, like, you're just swinging with birds. It kind of sucks that they can't block. Yeah, they're they're only for attacking or, like, pure fodder, basically, at that point. Right. So Then you're just going to aristocrat it or something anyway. Yeah. If if you're playing a discard deck and need tokens, you might play it. Otherwise, there's probably better cards. There's better stuff out there for sure. Um... Uh, our last black card, it is Tyrannical Pitlord. It is four black black for a 6-6 six, six demon creature with flying and trample. As Tyrannical Pitlord enters the battlefield, choose another creature you control. The chosen creature gets plus three, plus three, and has flying. When Tyrannical Pitlord leaves the battlefield, sacrifice the chosen creature. So this, I think, could be good in the right situation. Like, say you have a yep. dies trigger guy. Just giving something 3-3 three, three flying is good. But the fact that when this dies, you also have to get rid of the other thing. You're going to want whatever you get rid of to get some sort of value when it dies. Yeah, has it, it hits the battlefield or the graveyard effect graveyard or something. Trigger, yeah, like this with like you know, Kakusho, you have an eight-eight flyer. I mean, yeah, that, that's really good. Anyway, but then you want it to die in the first place because then you gain and they lose. So, so it's all um, right. I don't know how great it is. It does cost. It is a six-six flying trample for six though. It's good. Yeah, the so. stats aren't bad. But six is a lot of mana, though. Or you could just uh, throw this on a one-one token that you don't care about, and then you got a six-six mm-hmm. and a four-four flyer, right? Like six, or so that that's like ten power for six. That's not bad. It's pretty good, right. and they both have flying. Right, it's pretty good. <laughs> so overall, what do you think of black? Uh, Black seems okay. Uh, I mean, obviously it has Lily in it. Uh, it has that Evolve Sleeper, which is really insane. Yeah, um, and Shieldred is busted, too. And Shieldred, of course. Like, yeah, bl- it's definitely better than Blue. Um, it's pretty comparable to White, I'd say, because White had a lot of good stuff in it. Right. I definitely like the Shieldred, Liliana, Evolve Sleeper. The Braids is cool. I don't know how yeah. good it is, but... In the right situation, it's good if you're, like, able to, like, aggressively, like, make people discard stuff. Or lose life or whatever. Um, but yeah, Black's definitely got some good stuff, though. All right, we're on to red. Yeah, next up we got Chaotic Transformation. It's five and a red for a sorcery. 
Exile up to one target artifact, up to one target creature, up to one target enchantment, up to one target planeswalker, and or up to one target land. For each permanent exile this way, its controller reveals cards to the top of the library until they reveal a card that shares a card type of it and puts it on the battlefield and shuffles. So this is like polymorph for a bunch of different things at once. Yeah, that's uh, if you do it all, that's pretty good, honestly. You just yeah. transform your one one into like a big creature. <laughs> yeah, you see, so you have to. I think you have to build your deck in a way that it's going to be good for you to do this on your own stuff. I don't know if you do it on your opponent's stuff. I mean, you could, and they might yeah. just get something worse. Yeah, um, I don't know Definitely if that's a gamble. Six mana, though. Yeah. It's basically gamble the card. <laughs> yeah. Even even more than gamble is. <laughs> um yeah. I mean like but Chaos Warp does the same thing with three on one thing, right? Yeah. So is this is for six, you can yeah. do one, two, three, four, up to five things. Like five but it's things, only a sorcery, yeah. not an instant. Right. I feel like well, in the right kind of deck this could be okay. Um but yeah, it's it's a, it's deck. a that's missing removal it might be all right. Yeah, but it's like it's a risky card. Yeah, I mean, say you get rid of their Sol Ray and they flip up a Blight Steel. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, then you lose the game. Oops. So. <laughs> yeah, this is very RNG based. Yeah, um, if if you look at Chaos decks, okay, could card. be fun to play in the right kind of deck for sure. Like if you just want to be chaotic, then yeah. Um. Next up, we have uh, the Red Defiler. It's Defiler Instinct. It is two red red for a 4-4 uh, Phyrexian Kavu creature with first strike. As an additional cost to cast red permanent spells, you may pay two life. The spells uh, cost one red less to cast. If you pay life this way, this effect reduces only the amount of red mana you pay. Whenever you cast a red permanent spell, Defiler of Instinct deals one damage to any target. So it's like a worse Gutter Snipe, I guess. That also has yeah, the gutter fire snipes, snipe effect. Gutter Snipe's two damage, but you can only on instants and sorceries. This is any a permanent, you deal one. So so far, this is, in my opinion, probably the second best one to the blue one, because like dealing mm-hmm. damage every time you play something is pretty good. Yeah, red likes to ping stuff, so for sure. It only costs four. Yep, and it has first strike. It's also nice. It's a Kavu if you like Kavus. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, I haven't seen a Kavu in a while. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we got Jaya, Fiery Negotiator. Two red red for foil loyalty, legendary planeswalker, Jaya. Uh, it has four abilities. The first oh, one is plus, plus one, create a 1-1 one, one red monk token with prowess. Minus one, exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one. You may play that this turn. Minus two, choose target creature and opponent controls. Whenever you attack this turn, Jaya deals damage equal to the number of attacking creatures to that creature. And minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a red instant sorcery spell, copy it twice. You may choose new targets of the copies. Okay, so it's got like all minuses, thank God. <laughs> yeah, except for the first one's a plus. Yeah. So in spell, this you're gonna play this in like so like the the minus one and the plus one are like spells ma- and the minus eight are like spells matters. Yeah. But the minus two is like when you attack. So then you want like tokens and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the minus two is kind of like you're in the other way. So you could kind of play this in a token deck, and then you'd use the plus one and the minus two more often, I think. Uh, yeah. Or the minus one just for like impulse card draw. But, or you could play this in a spells deck, and you're going to play the other three modes. So it's decent card. Um, I feel like the uh, best yeah. mode is the impulse draw and the creating a monk of prowess. Yeah. And then the all fairly f- get there. Yeah, fairly, fairly flexible, which is uh, pretty nice to see. You know, it's, it's also nice too... that it comes in with four. So, like, if you you know you plus yeah. one, it it's going to protect itself from a lot of. Also, the fact that it only costs four mana cost to play is pretty nice. Those yeah. that's usually the sweet spot for uh, planeswalkers. So, I feel like this will definitely get some play just between the flexibility of it and the low CMC or mana cost. So. Definitely like to see that. And honestly, decently statted uh, loyalty. Yeah, it's four. So yeah, so you get four turns around. Well, three turns plus the turn you play this around, you can like ultimate it. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a decent clock. So yeah, a lot, a lot to be done here, which is which is nice. Uh, next up, we have Keldon uh, Flame Sage. Uh, it is two and a red for a two-three. Human Shaman creature with Enlist. Whenever Keldon Flame Sage attacks, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is Keldon Flame Sage's power. You may exile an instant or sorcery card with mana value X or less from among them. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may cast the exile card without paying its mana cost. Yeah, so this is really good if you have something big to enlist on it. Because like if you make this yeah. like you know a seven power. And then you swing with it and cast something that costs seven for free. That's really good. right. But if you just attack with it without a listing, game something that costs two or less for free. So that's not bad either. If you have, yeah, I mean, if you're, you're just playing just regular burn, then yeah, that's kind of the sweet spot for mana cost for those spells. Right. So so yeah, it's definitely playable. Good. It's definitely played good when I've played it in draft. Yeah, I could I could definitely see this getting played a lot. Uh, next up, we got Rada's Firebrand. One in a red for a 3-1 human warrior. When it attacks, turn creature defending player controls with power less than Rada's power. Can't block this turn. And then it has Domain for 5 and a red. It gets plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. This costs 1 less to activate for each basic land type among the lands you control. So on a 5-color deck, you pay a red for plus 2, plus 2. But you can only activate this once each turn. Yeah. So... I don't know, it's two for a 3-1, make something not be able to block. That's pretty good in, like, an aggro deck. Mm-hmm. Um, Decent best case, Best case, it's, you know, you pump it to a 5-3 in swing and make something not be yeah. able to block. It's okay. It's, it's all right. Yeah. It's an okay card. In a five-color deck, sure, it's better, I guess, but it's still, it's just plus two, plus two. Like, it's... Yeah, and it's only like, until end of turn too. Like, like I still think you play deal. this, play just play this in mono red and two for a three yeah. one that makes weaker stuff. I, yeah, I feel like you rarely even use the domain ability. You probably right. are just using the main card ability. Yeah, because that's very much an aggro thing, and that's what this really seems to be catering to. So, yeah, don't that's, even bother domain on this one. <laughs> that's what I would say, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Uh, next up, we have Ragefire Hellkite. It is four red red for a 5-3 dragon creature with flying. Whenever Ragefire Hellkite attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, Ragefire Hellkite gains double strike until end of turn. Uh, so that becomes a 10-3. Yeah, double strike is good. I don't know if I need to pay six mana for a 5-3 flying dragon that does that, though, because... Like, I could just, if you're playing green-red with dragons, you could just play a Tarka. It gives all your dragons double strike right. for the same mana yeah. cost. Um, and then that's everything. Yeah, if you're playing, like, mono-red, it could be good. Just to gain yeah. double strike by sacking things. Or if you need a sack outlet, it could be good. I think it's a medium medium dragon it's, card. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, there's obviously better dragons in this one. This is definitely a weak Double strike game. is good, so you can get in for 10. Yeah, I mean, hitting for 10, like, that's a two-turn clock if they can't deal with it. Like, right. yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but outside of that, like, it's it's boltable, man. I mean, right. come on. <laughs> and it costs six to play it. Yeah, if, I think I think they, CMC. it would have been way better if it was side creature against double strike and indestructible. That would be better. Oh, yeah. Or something like that, but. All right, uh, Runevelt Horde Masters next. One in a red for a 1-1 Goblin Warrior. Other goblins you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever it or another goblin you control dies, exit the top of your card in your library. If it's a goblin card, you may cast that card until the end of your next turn. So, nice uh, goblin synergy here. Yeah, super good goblin tribal. Otherwise, not going to play it. Nope. Outside of that, it's pretty useless. <laughs> but in, in that deck, very, very good for sure. Uh, next up, we have. Come on. Oh my god, <laughs> internet's being slow. Uh, Shivan Devastator. It is X and a red for a zero zero dragon hydra creature with flying and haste. Shivan Devastator enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah, All so right. you pay three. It's a two two flying haste. So. The issue with some of the Hydras that are like green and X is you can't attack with it when you first play it, right? Yeah. This is nice because it's, you know, red X and it's a dragon Hydra, so it kind of takes the best of both. You get the flying and the haste from the dragon, and you get all the 1 1 counters from the Hydra, and then you can swing right away. So it's definitely nice if you need to like close up the game, just play it for a bunch, swing with flying haste. Yep. For sure. Um, so it definitely can play good because it's flexible enough. Yeah, Doesn't if you have the man, if you have a bunch of excess mana, then this can get just huge. Yeah, it's definitely playable. I mean, it's not like the greatest, but it's not the worst. It's definitely a good card. It's yeah. a bomb in draft. Oh yeah, it's definitely a bomb. Uh, next up, we got Squee, the dubious monarch. It's two in a red for a two-two legendary creature, Goblin Noble Haste. So a new Squee. And, you know, Squee mm-hmm. never never dies, so let's see what he does here. <laughs> Whenever Squee the Monarch attacks, create a 1-1 Red Goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking. And then you may cast Squee from your graveyard by paying three and a red and exiling four cards from your graveyard rather than paying its mana cost. So you can cast Squee from your graveyard. If he dies, you can play him again. And yeah. whenever he attacks, you get a 1-1 Goblin also attacking. It's 2-2 two, two Haster for three. It's pretty good. That's not bad. Him. Yeah. It's good in a goblin deck. Good if you need tokens. Especially if you like play this in combination with like Rabble Master or something. This is pretty good for sure. It's better than the other squee, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. 
next up, we have Temporal Firestorm. It is three red red for a sorcery. It has kicker one white and or one blue. Um, choose up to X creatures and or planeswalkers you control, where X is the number of times the spell was kicked. Those permanents phase out. Temporal Firestorm deals five damage to each creature and each planeswalker. So would you play five mana, deal five damage to everything? Would you play that card in a deck? Uh, I feel like red has better stuff, doesn't it? Probably. That's what I'm asking. Would you play that card? Or would you play seven mana, save your best thing, deal five damage to everything? That seems really expensive. (laughs) Yeah, or nine mana, save two things. See, I I think it's just too expensive. That's way too pricey. Like so, like if you're gonna play this, you're probably gonna just play five for five damage to everything. In which case, right. you want that effect. So you're playing like a stuffy doll or something anyway. And know, and the that. and the other thing about it is, it's not even a true board wipe. Stuff can survive that. Right. So if you have opponents with big creatures, they're not gonna die, or but yeah. or even big planeswalkers like Gideon right. or something like that. That could survive this. Right. You know. So I don't know. This card seems kind of. It's a meh. I don't think it's very yeah. good. No. Uh, Next up, we got the Elder Dragon War. Two red red for a saga with read ahead, um, which means you can choose which chapter to start it on. Uh, The first one is Elder Dragon War deals two damage to each creature and each opponent. That's okay. Second mode is discarding a number of cards, draw that many. That's pretty good. And the third mode is create a 4 4. Eh, it's not the best saga, but I don't know. Yeah. The first two chapters, I think, are actually better than the third. See, I think the first one is garbage. Deal two damage to everything. Yeah. I mean, unless they have a bunch of tokens or something. but Yeah, it's great. I think, that. I think most of the time you're probably, like, to make this any sort of value at all, you're going to play it the number two where you pitch your hand, draw a new hand, mm-hmm. and then create a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Like, four for a 4-4 four, four with flying is just medium. Yeah, it's mediocre. Like, you could probably play that in any deck. Like, do you really need a dragon token with flying that badly? Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's okay. It's probably the worst yeah. of the sagas we've read so far. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Right, uh, so that's red. red. Uh, I think it's got some really good stuff and then some really not good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think the Defiler, Jaya, and then the Flame Sage Flame is pretty Sage, good. Yeah. The yeah, rest is like then, medium. There is like the, the Devastators, not that great. Temporal Firestorm's not that great. Elder Dragon War is pretty sad. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some good stuff, some not so great. So, that's right in a nutshell. Uh, and now we are on to our last color, which is green. Uh, and our first one is Briar Hydra. It is five and a green for a 6-6 six, six, Plant Hydra creature with Trample. It has Domain. Whenever Briar Hydra deals combat damage to a player, put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. So this, I honestly think, is playable even in a mono green deck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 6 6 deal damage, put one counter on it. Oh, on any creature. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Obviously, it's best in a five-color deck where you could put five counters on five. Yeah, 
and they're permanent, which is way better too. Right. So, not bad. Decent stats and everything. Love to see it. I mean, it does cost six. That's the only downside. But yeah. like, green has a lot of ways to ramp. So, it costs six, but it's worth it. It's it's, it's definitely pretty, it's pr- pretty good hydra. It's statted for it. Uh, next up, we got the green defiler. It's defiler of vigor. Three green green for a six six Frixian worm with trample. It's additional cost. You may pay two life. The spell cost a green less for each. If you paid life this way, this effect reduces the amount of green mana you pay. When you cast a green permanent spell, put a one one counter on each creature you control. Boom! Best one. Seems very good. <laughs> All right, I, I put this for five for a six six trampler. That's already good. Now I can play my Llanowar Elves for two life and put a 1-1 counter on every single one of my creatures for that. That's super good. So good, yeah. Like I think I honestly think this one's the best one, and the blue one's probably the second best. Yes, drawing cards is definitely good too, but yeah. This, this, just... this green one, by the way, just wins your draft if you get it too. Yeah, like, like this every is Every time like you play what, this, you just win it. <laughs> this is what green wants to do. It wants to play a bunch of creatures and pump them all up. This one card it does, does all of that. that, and it makes your stuff <laughs> cost less, which is and it costs also less. What to do. And you ramp, <laughs> and then yeah, it's like literally everything green does on a card. Like oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. OP best card. Super good. five for a six six with trample. By the way, just by itself. Yeah, that's super really good. good. <laughs> and it's a worm if you're playing worm tribal. <laughs> right. Next up, we have herd migration. It is six and a green for a sorcery with domain. Create a three-three green beast creature token for each basic land among types uh, among lands you control. It has two and a green. Discard herd migration. Search your library for a basic land card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle. You gain three life. So seven mana. Make five three threes. Would you play that card? Probably not. I feel like there's better ones. Okay, two mana, search for a land, put in your hand, gain three life. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, rampant growth is still better, in my opinion. Yeah. it puts it into play. But, so if you need tokens in a token deck and you're playing five colors, I could see this being played. Although outside of that, I don't see, like, the seven mana three threes is not worth it, in my opinion. No, this is bad for the... If you play a seven mana card, you want it to, like, win you the game. Like, I think... Five three threes is not going to win like, the game. Elephant ambush, I'm pretty sure, was better than this, and that was yeah. a bad card. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, five three threes isn't even twenty damage, so you can't even kill someone with that. No, yeah, no. <laughs> this, I feel like this is played more for the the ramp than the actual. Yeah, I feel like you're more tokens. likely to play it for the discard, search for a basic. Yeah, three this, this card is not great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not very good. Hmm. All right, next up we got Leaf Crown Visionary. It's a green and a two greens, so green, green. Our Elf Druid, 1 1. Other elves you control get plus one plus one, okay? Elf deck. Whenever yeah. you cast an elf spell, you may pay a green for you to draw a card. Super godly elves. Really good for elves. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, elves. that's good. Outside yeah. of elves, you might play it if you have a lot of a decent number of elves in your deck. Otherwise, you're not going to. Yeah, if you play elves, you will play this card 100%. Easy. <laughs> cheap, very powerful. Um, next up, we have Lanoir Green Widow. It is two and a green for a 4-3 spider creature with reach and trample. It has domain. 
Uh, pay seven green. Return Llanowar Green Widow from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. It gains if this permanent would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. This ability costs one less to activate for each basic type among lands you control. So best case scenario, this goes down to two green. Yeah, so it goes board. back to its original mana cost of three. Okay, that makes sense. So it's three mana. So I think this is a good card anyway, because without the delaying effect, it's three mana for a four, three reach trample spider. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like I would play Not that in like a spider deck or a deck that just needs reach blockers. Just a blocker. Yeah. Um, and green could, you know, if you ever get to the, you know, I guess it would be one less. So if it was mono green, you'd pay seven mana to bring it back. Would be okay if you had nothing else to do. Uh, it's a house and draft because it's really good in draft. But uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. If you're playing in a five color deck, it's basically three for a four three reach trample, and then three again for a yeah. four three reach trample. In a five color, you literally can pay it twice, which is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty good. I think three for a four three reach trample is good. Oh yeah, the stats are definitely good for sure. Uh, next up, we got Lanamore Loam Speaker. It's one and a green for a 1 3 elf druid. Tap, add a man of any color. That's good. Tap, target land you control becomes a 3 3 elemental creature token with haste until end of turn. Still land, activate as a sorcery. So good. Two mana. A two, first of all, two mana for a 1 3 mana dork is good. That adds mana of any That's color. Very it's good. like I can play that by itself. And then the ability yeah. to, if you don't need the mana, to make a 3 3. To swing for a round is pretty good. They just create a man land. So I think it's a pretty good mana dork. Yeah, definitely a good card. And it's harder it's harder than normal to get rid of because usually they're like one ones or something like that. So definitely a pretty nice stats, really, for what it is. So yeah, very decent. Very good. Uh, mouse, come back. Okay. Next up, we have uh, Kyrian Beast Caller. It is uh, one in the green for a 2-2 Dryad Warrior creature. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Kyrian Beast Caller. When Kyrian Beast Caller dies, distribute X plus one, plus one counters among any number of Tugger creatures you control, or X is the number of plus one, plus one counters on Kyrian Beast Caller. So I think this is good, because this is kind of like that... Uh... This is a better version of uh, Champion of Lamhole. Is that the one that gets stuff... Yeah, but that makes creatures unblockable. The other one I'm thinking of is the one mana one that when you yeah. play things that are bigger than it gets bigger. Um, yeah, this is this is no, this is good. One. Yeah, this is good because of the fact that you get to distribute the one one counters when it dies. Yeah, that's very awesome. Definitely. Like, so if they just kill it, you at least get something out of it. There's so many of these cards that it's just like if they if they just kill spell it, you're just like, uh, you just cry. <laughs> Whereas this is like, oh, well, the joke's on you. I still keep all the counters. Yeah, at least get the very nice. Definitely. It's pretty good. I'd play it in a green deck, green creature heavy deck, or yeah. any creature heavy deck. Great in commander for sure, and other uh, formats like that. Next up, we got Silverback Elder. Two green, green, green. So five oh mana. <laughs> five, seven, ape shaman. 
Whenever you cast a creature spell, choose one. Destroy an artifact or enchantment. Look at the top five cards of your library and put a land card from among them on the battlefield tapped. Or gain four life. I think that's good. Seems pretty good to me, honestly. I mean, first of all, five for five seven, good. And then yeah, if very I, good. If I have, you know, mana dorks and stuff to cast after that, I can blow stuff up, artifacts and enchantments. I can get lands at the top, or I can just gain a bunch of life. Because mm-hmm. this is when you cast creature spell, so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely good. In a creature deck, this is very, very good. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's kind of yeah. like a aura shards on a creature, but but, but yeah, in a way. Modes. Yeah, with other modes. I mean, it's yeah. way more expensive. Actually, it's not that much more expensive. Our shots is only three. So yeah, you basically so pay two for it to be a creature. Yeah, to be a 5 7 creature. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, a I'd big... almost play this over Aura Shards. It's got a big butt. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is very, very playable for what it, for what it is. Uh, next up, we have the Green Saga. It is the World Spell. It is five green green for a saga enchantment with read ahead. So you can skip the chapters you don't want to see. Um, so chapters one and two are look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a non-saga permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. But the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Chapter three, put up to two non-saga permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. So this is like uh, almost tooth and nail. Yeah, it's basically. like a slow tooth and nail. Yeah. Um, I think this is good in Commander because you can get two things. Get to, But yeah. say you put it on the first mode, right? You pay seven mana. Pick a card. Okay, cool. Pass the turn. Next turn, get a card. Now I'm probably going to play the card that I just searched for. Probably. Unless you can't. And then the third turn, I'm going to have to play the second card I searched for and something else, the free effect. So it's okay. Um, I don't, the one thing I don't like is if, you know, you have to wait a whole round, basically, unless you have more than seven mana to do anything, yeah. whatever you're getting. Yeah, this uh, one. Or, I mean, like... you could just have two bombs in your hand and go seven, play two things. Right. Like in the high CMC deck. You're probably playing this just to play two things just for free. To play, uh, yeah, level three for sure. Um, so it, I could see it being useful in commander, but I, like in a constructive deck, I don't think it's that great. Yeah, uh, standard when not, you're probably not going to see this played much unless there's like some really big bomb deck that's out there. Um, but so far, I haven't really been seeing that. <laughs> this is definitely more for an older format. All right, next up is Threats Undetected. Two and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to four creature cards with different powers and reveal them. An opponent chooses two. Shuffle the chosen two into your library and put the rest in your hand. So you play this. Go find your four best creatures that have different powers. The opponent's going to take the best two, put them in your deck, so you get the third and fourth best creature in your deck for three minutes. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's three. good in commander, I think. Yeah, that's great. It's for like commander. three mana to draw to. Mm-hmm. You'd play that in green because green doesn't have a ton of draw. Not really. So, no. Draw two relevant things. Yeah. 
and commanders can be very very busted though. i don't know if it's that great and constructed because like okay you choose four things and you're gonna get two random things and draft it's bad <laughs> like it's just yeah. bad. You better have bombs for playing. I mean, this. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's okay because like you just get two things, but like if you don't have any, like a bunch of, like, even if you have uh, two bombs, you need like four bombs for it to be like right to actually sweet. Be I got some. Yeah. Like, otherwise, you're gonna get your two wimpy things. Like yeah. So it's a decent <laughs> card for commander, I think. For sure. All right, and uh, the final green card is Urborg Lugerhorf. Uh, it is one green for a star, one plus star <laughs> Lugerhorf creature. Oh my gosh. Um, kicker is blue and or black. As this enters the battlefield, mill three cards for each time it was kicked. Uh, this creature's power is equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. So it's kind so of like it's, it, it's funny because it's kind of, kind of like a Tarmogoyf, but <laughs> yeah. for creatures in your graveyard. Yeah, um, I like it. I think if you if you're playing a graveyard shenanigans deck like self mill type deck in the saltite mm-hmm. colors, you probably play this because it's just two mana for a star, one, one plus star. Yeah, I mean, it's like literally it's the same cost as like Tarmogoyf is and whatnot. So, yeah, so like if you, but you're going to play this late game for two or like, yeah. you know, early game, you're going to wait and pay four probably so you can mill six first and try and hit some creatures. Yep, yeah, for sure. You know, and if you hit, you know, 30% creatures, then it's a two, a two, three for two. Yeah. It's not bad. I feel like this is one of the best kicker cards we've seen. Yeah, definitely, because the kickers are only one extra. Because all the other ones have been pretty, eh. <laughs> yeah. or just really expensive and not worth doing. So, so what do you think of green? I think green is really freaking good. Uh, yeah, green kicks ass, which is okay. I probably love to play see that. all of these <laughs> cards in a certain bag, except for maybe that herd migration sucks. But... Yeah, that's the only one that's really not that good. All <laughs> these other ones are pretty, at least in like the right setting, are very good. Yeah, so far I think it's green and then white and black. And then white the, and black, yep, like easy. Blue and red are kind of lackluster. Yeah. All right, we are on to multi. All right, first up we got Sten, Paranoid Partisan. There's a white and a blue. For a 2-2 legendary creature human wizard, as Sten enters the battlefield, choose a card type other than creature or land. So you could choose Planeswalker, Instant Sorcery, or Artifact. Um, spells you cast the chosen type cost one less, and then you could pay one blue and a white, exile it, return it to the battlefield, and so always control at the beginning of the next end step. So you can like flicker it to change the mode. Change the mode, yeah, <clears throat> makes sense. Or to save it from like a kill spell, so, or I guess. One I don't care for that you ha- can't choose creatures, but yeah, in a spells matters blue white deck, this could be okay. Yep, for sure. Great for spells matter. Great for um, artifacts and stuff like that. And it's flexible enough that you could flicker it to switch it if you need to. Yeah, the 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 changing mode ability is very nice. Makes it very flexible, which is pretty cool. Uh, next up, we have Air Tie Resurrected. It is two blue black for a three two legendary 
Phyrexian human wizard creature with flash. Uh, when this enters the battlefield, choose up to one. Uh, so you can choose both if you want, I guess. No, it's uh, or, up to one. So you pick one of the two. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Or um, zero. <laughs> or yeah, if you really just want a three-two, I guess. Um, counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. Its controller draws a card. Or destroy another target creature or planeswalker. Its controller draws a card. Uh, pretty good, honestly. Yeah, so I think yeah, this is... They draw a card, but oh no. What's you got really rid of at, a bunch of shit. <laughs> what's really good about this is if you played as a commander, because then you have a counter spell and a kill spell in your command zone. Yeah. And that's yeah. flash. So you can literally just play it as an instant and do it. So and it's kind of like... like an, the, the first ability is basically Venter. The second ability is just bullshit. Yeah. And like in an ETB Matters deck, this can be really nasty. Yeah. The only downside <laughs> is because if it's in your command zone, your opponents know you have it. Yeah. So you can kind of play around it. But being able to counter activated abilities or triggers is nice too. Because like, oh, I'm yeah. going to fetch. Nope. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. You don't get the fetch. Yeah, I love to have a stifle on my um, creature. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I think this is sweet as a commander. Like it's a deck that would be cool to play. I yeah, think. it's just it's just the nope deck. Like, no, you don't get yeah. to do stuff. I say no. 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 <laughs> Blue black control deck. Yeah. Uh next up we got Rivaz of the Claw. It is one black red for a 3-3 legendary creature, Vashino Warlock, with Menace. And it has tap at two mana in any combination of colors. Spend this only to cast dragon spells. Once during each of your turns, you may cast a dragon from your graveyard. And whenever you cast a dragon spell from your graveyard, it gains when this creature dies, exile it. Well, I think this is very good in a dragon deck. This is fantastic for a dragon deck. Um, I think you're going to play this in the 99 of most dragon decks. I don't know. Like, if you had it as a commander, it's relatively the same as just playing um, Bladewing. Scion. Or, oh, yeah. Like, Bladewing is your commander. It's like the same kind of deck because you just yeah. bring creatures back from the grave. So. But, yeah, you're going to play this in, like, any dragon deck, I think. It's kind of weird that it's a Vashina Warlock, though, and not a dragon itself, but. Whatever. Yeah, it's three for like the worst case scenario. It's three for three, three menace that can give you mana for dragons. So yeah, this 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 wants to be in a dragon deck for sure, and it's going to be very very good. Yep. This put this pair with Scion seems very good because you just have Scion yeah. oh, copy yeah. all your dragons and then you bring them back. <laughs> well, Scion just copies one from your deck, but then yeah, you cast it from the graveyard afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Or oh yeah, that's right. It, it's but yeah, so it works how you would with Tenub, like because normally the combo is you attack with Scion, make it Tenub, and yeah. then bring the Tenub back with the Scion trigger. Well, now you can just copy it into anything and then play that creature. <laughs> so yeah, seems good. Another combo with Scion. Uh, next up, we have uh, Maria, Scholar of Antiquity. It is one red-green for a 3-3 legendary elf artificer creature. Tap an untapped token artifact you control. Or, or Sorry. Tap an untapped non-token artifact you control. Add a green. Tap two untapped non-artifacts you control. Exile the top card of your library. Uh, you may play it this turn. So... 
this card, first of all, um, does Mox Emerald, is that a good card to you? Uh, yeah, it seems uh, <laughs> one of seems... like nine of the best cards ever printed. <laughs> If so I remember it. <laughs> if you play, if you so this, I think is sweet as a commander. If you play like a Cheerios deck, because that first yeah. ability makes every single artifact tap for a green. Yeah. So you basically could turn your entire Cheerios. So you play like Spellbook, and all those zero cost ones are now have have effect and tap for a green. So yes, my Ornithopter is now a Mox Emerald. But yeah, but but Ornithopter mm. has summoning sickness, so you play Spellbook because you can oh, use it. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, that okay, is yeah, legitimately so a Mox yeah. Emerald. It's a it's a Mox. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is very good in that kind of a deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a sweet. Like I almost want to build that deck. Like it's just like a Cheerios. Yeah, and then you just play a matter. huge bomb or something. Yeah, and eventually you have a bunch of mana and you just play like Blightsteel or the thing yeah. where all your artifacts you, are indestructible or whatever. You just win. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it just seems like a really busted commander. Mm-hmm. I even like it. It doesn't even need that bottom ability. That first ability is just no. You I don't. I don't. I think the first ability is the best part. The bottom ability yeah. is just if you happen to run out of cards in your hand. Okay, tap two things. If I can play the top card. Yeah, pretty so, much. And because of this, you might even be able to get away with uh, playing less lands in your deck because. Oh yeah, in the right kind of like, deck, you only like... need three. Like you know, you know, <laughs> if you play a bunch of zero cost artifacts that you could tap for mana later, you can probably reduce your mana curve like a ridiculously amount. Like to. A I mean, you still amount. need because you still need three to get this out for it to work. I mean, if people blow this yeah. up, and you no longer have mana, so. Right, and that would suck. <laughs> so you're definitely, but you could probably reduce down to like you know thirty, maybe even twenty something lands. Yeah, if you, depending on how you build it. Yeah, this this is insane. I think that's <laughs> a sweet deck. Yeah, this 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 I I am very curious to see how this is going to be played. Uh, next up, we have a Johnny Sleeper Agent, which. If you watched the uh, trailer for Dominaria, it was really cool because it came out of nowhere at the end. The reveal it was kind of like showing you all the stuff, and then it showed a Johnny, and then all of a sudden he had red eyes because he's a Frixian sleeper agent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Johnny, the sleeper agent, uh, it's one and a green and a hybrid, a Frixian hybrid, green or white, and a white. So you can pay one green, green, white, one green, white, white, or the two life. Uh, and then it's a legendary creature, Planeswalker Jani, comes with four loyalty. It has completed. So if you pay it for the two life, then you comes in with two fewer loyalty counters. So then it comes in with two instead of four. Okay. Uh, so the first ability is plus one, reveal a tough card in your library. If it's a creature or Planeswalker card, put it in your hand. Otherwise, you may put it on the bottom. So look at the top card. If it's a creature or Planeswalker, put it in your hand. Otherwise, you can put it on the bottom. And then minus three, distribute three one encounters among up to three target creatures, and those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. And then minus six, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature or planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. Oh god, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh gross. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yeah, so if you can stick this around for two turns and get the emblem, then you can just play five mana dorks and kill somebody. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so I think Ajani is very good. 
Yeah, that seems very, very good. Sure. I don't know if you'd ever pay, like, you'd want it to come with four every single time, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I it's think worth you pay paying the two life. Yeah. Because like three I mana, I mean, unless you really need to draw a card. Yeah. It's nice that it's card draw in there. Right. So. I mean, again, it's only four mana to play. Right. Super good. Like, yeah, it's insane. And that's definitely one of the better Ajani's. And the alt people are going to get pissed if you kill him with that. People are going to hate this card <laughs> if, if it gets ultimate. Like, oh man, poison and magic is just such an annoying. Yeah, and it's and it's like they get poison counters just by you casting creatures or planeswalkers. You don't have to attack yeah. or anything. You just play you don't have to do anything. You just play a creature. Oh, you get two poison counters. And, like, and this is this is Selesnia. What does Selesnia yeah. do? Play shit. That's what yeah, it does. Exactly. <laughs> so like, oh, I play a few things, you're dead. Oh, I play a few things, you're dead. Oh, you can't do anything about it. It's like, that's gross. <laughs> yep. Uh, can't wait to see this played against me. Oh, God. All right. You can play it in your deck, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could play it. Be just mean. <laughs> just be that guy. <clears throat> All right. Oh, next page. Um, next up we have King Darian. The oh my god, what is that? Like fifty third or some sixty third? I think it's forty eighth. <laughs> okay, freaking Roman numerals. X is ten. <laughs> L is fifty. Right. Yeah. So X before L is forty, and then V I I is eight. So okay. Oh, yeah. forty eight. <laughs> I, I, that's why I know Roman Rumors because he watches the Super Bowl so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, he costs one green white for a 2 3 legendary human soldier creature. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Uh, and then if you uh, pay three green white, so five total. Put a plus one plus one counter on this card and create a one one white soldier creature token. Uh, sacrifice this card creature tokens you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. So this is very nice for uh, creature decks or uh, token yeah. Decks. If, if you're playing a token deck, this is an auto include now because a it buffs them all by one. B if someone plays a board wipe, you can save all your tokens. So yep. you definitely want this in your wrist deck. Uh, yeah, you can also just play. Risk. You can also play him as the commander, and then you just immediately can do that sack. Keep yeah. the tokens a bunch. I would probably almost never use that middle ability just because that is very expensive for what it is. But yeah, unless the, unless you have like nothing else to play. I mean, you know, yeah, I have nothing mana, else to do with five one mana, one. I guess. But like five mana, make a plus one, one, plus one on it. It's not bad. No, there's it's better ways to do it though. It's a it's a house in draft. Yeah, but it's like killing. Yeah, this is this is a very nice Lesnia card. Uh, next up is a Radadrabic of Urborg. Two white black for a 3-3 legendary creature zombie wizard with vigilance and ward 2. Other zombies you control have vigilance. Whenever another, non, whenever another legendary creature you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature except it's not legendary. It's a 2-2 zombie in addition. So this is good in legendary matters decks because yeah. when they die, you're going to get a copy of it, especially with like Kakusho or Yose or something. Cause like, Oh, it dies. You take five and now I have another one. Right. <laughs> or like AO, the new guy, when he dies, you get stuff off the top of your deck. Like yeah. you keep killing yeah. that. 
Um, so anything that you want copies of legendaries, this is a, I think this is a sweet deck. Like I would play this as like a Kakusho. Yeah. Yeah. Deck. Definitely. And then I'm sure there's plenty of other legendary creatures you can combo with too. That, you know, yeah, there's matter. tons of them out there. Yeah. I mean, and then you can even play like the, the luminous brood moth. So like you sack the, the legendary, it dies, you get a copy, it comes back with a flying counter. And then that dies later, and you get another copy. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, lots of utility here, which is... Uh, they do only good. come back as two twos, which is why you want... It's best, I think, with things with effects. Like, lots of effects yeah. that are good. Or, like, so. graveyard triggers or something like right. that. So you want them to die. Um, it's, yeah. it's weird that it doesn't exile the card. So Because you can always just bring back the card later, and then when it dies again... right. You get another two two copy of it. Right, yeah. That is kind of <laughs> weird. So and also has vigilance and ward too, which is also nasty. So Yep. And all your copies will have vigilance. Yep. So very good. Very, very good. Uh next up we have oh god, another Joyra. Are you serious? Joyra Ageless Innovator. Uh it is red blue. So blue red for a two three legendary human artificer creature. Tap it. Put two ingenuity counters on Joyra Ageless Ageless Innovator. Then you may put an artifact card with mana value X or less from your hand onto the battlefield, where X is the number of ingenuity cards on Joyra. Yeah, so is Aether Vial good? <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> so what if you could do that for artifacts, but it puts two counters on it instead of one every time, and it could be oh, less than instead of equal to? Right. Oh, this seems man. really busted because it only costs two mana, and you could play this as your commander as just busted ass artifact commander. Yeah, this is this is just artifacts matter has written. written so turn turn three, turn three. You now have three mana. You because you play this on turn two. Yeah. You know, turn three, you tap in this, you're playing something for two from your hand, and then you still have three mana to play another three cost artifact. Yeah, so it's this like, oh yeah, you play you play like your signet or something, and then you play like a you know, I don't know, Tesseret, doesn't he cost three? Uh or no, yeah, he costs five. Know, so, but whatever. Um, I mean something else costs three. Yeah, and then and then the next turn you're tapping it, okay, it has four counters now. And then I'm playing it. And then, God forbid, you play something like that untaps this. Like if you play untappers in the deck, you can activate this multiple times a turn, and you're just dropping your whole hand of big ass artifacts. Yeah. Like getting two, three, like two, four. Like this is like untapping it is going to be crazy. Like Kelpie Guide, use this twice, yep. put in something that costs two, put in something that costs four. Well, next turn, put in something that costs six, something that costs eight. Like, you know, in, in like two turn rotations, you're going to be playing any card in your deck when you tap this. Yeah, if you have it's, it's literally affinity, basically. It's like what this yeah, is it, it's, into. it's like busted. I think this is going to be really busted, Commander. Oh yeah, facts. This is like a like a level ten Commander, easy. Yeah, with the with the right deck around it, like oh man, you can do some nasty stuff. Just drop Blight Steel on like turn five. <laughs> I know, like that's crazy. Like, oh my god. Uh yeah, seems good. Just just a little bit. Next up, we have Namada Primeval Warden. It's two black green for a 3-4 legendary creature tree folk with reach. 
If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. When you do, create a 1 1 sapling creature token. Pay a green, sacrifice a sapling. It gets plus 2 plus 2 until end of turn. Pay a black and 1, sacrifice 2 saplings, draw a card. So I don't know if I like this as a commander making saplings and stuff, but you're probably going to play this in a deck that makes saplings already. Yep. So, or if you just want to hose your opponent and not let their creatures go to the graveyard. Yeah, it's a graveyard denial, which is always nice. Yeah, and it's a four um, for a three four reacher. Yeah, decent stats. Um, even the sack outlet, you can do that as many times as you want too. In a turn, you can just draw a shit ton of cards. Right. Like, especially if you play, like, uh, isn't Mycloth does Sapperlings, if I remember right, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, like, or something like uh, uh, Avenger is Undercar, or, you know, like, there's so many things that give you Sapperlings. Like, you can just put all of those in a deck with this and then just draw a fuck ton of cards. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, very good. In the right situation, this can be pretty busted, I think. Uh, next up, we have Aster, Bearer of Blades. Uh, it is two red-white for a 4-4 legendary human warrior creature. When Aster, Bearer of Blades enters the battlefield, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal an equipment or vehicle card from among them and put it onto or put it into your hand. Put the rest onto the bottom of your library in a random order. Equipment you, con- equipment you control have equip one. Vehicles you control have crew one. So... In the vehicle slash equipment deck, this is pretty nice. Yeah, I think you're gonna go one way or the other, and I feel like it's gonna mostly be equipment. And you're gonna play mm-hmm. this in the equipment decks you already have, because vehicles in the red white sense, there's not a ton. There's some good ones where cheating that crew cost is really good, so you could put those in the deck. But most of the other vehicles are in the are in blue white, right. so. Unless you play, you know, a three-color vehicles deck, you might put this in the 99 then. But this is very good for equipment. It's because it draws you one, and then you can equip one of all your stuff. Well, and also, like, going back to, like, like Commander or something like that, isn't... uh, What's that equipment that you unequip? Is like, Sunforge? Yes, it's good with Sunforge. That's red-white, too. So that's the same colors. This is very good with Sunforger because you can just re-equip for one and then unequip for two and then equip for one instead of paying three. It's also good with, like, Colossus Hammer. Like, instead of paying eight, you pay one to equip it for plus ten, plus ten, and lose flying. So, Batter Skull. Yeah, anything with a really high equip cost. (laughs) Even even just the weapons, just all of the the swords. All the swords are just really good because those are equipped three. They're equipped one now. Yeah, well, I think they're equipped two normally, but or is it two? Either way, it's still, <laughs> oh yeah, it's still three three to play, two to two to equip. That's right. Right, but yeah, and, and yeah, any kind of like big cost equipment like that, this is very good with for sure. Uh, next up, we got Ivy Gleeful Spell Thief. It's one, no, it's a green and a blue for a two-one legendary creature, fairy rogue with flying. Whenever a player casts a spell that targets only a single creature other than Ivy, Gleeful Spell Thief, you may copy that spell. That copy targets Ivy. So it's interesting that it's whenever a player. So if anyone casts a pump yeah. spell, you could choose to copy it and put it on this. 
If anyone plays an yeah. aura, like an enchantment on their creature, you can copy it and put it on this. Um, you could do that with your own auras too. Uh, you're probably not going to do that with kill spells because you don't want to kill your own creature. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely an interesting deck where you could. I think you're going to do a more enchantment based probably and enchant other things and then just yeah. put those stack that on this and kind of do Voltroni. That's how it's I would like go with it. Voltron. <laughs> and if your opponent happens to do stuff with spells, you're like, sweet, I get it too. Yeah. Like if they Boros charm their creature oh. or target creature, they get some indestructible. Sweet, mine is indestructible. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this will be interesting to see how what what happens. Yeah, it's kind it. of the the opposite of Zada, where Zada is you target it and then all of your stuff gets copied. This is if you target anything other than this. Yeah. <laughs> you get to copy it onto it. Very interesting card. That'll be fun to see. What happens with it? Uh, next up, we have Zur, Eternal Schemer. Uh, it is white, blue, black for a 1-4 legendary human wizard creature with flying. Enchantment creatures you control have death touch, lifelink, and hexproof. Uh, if you pay one in a white, target none or enchantment you control becomes a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and base toughness each equal to its mana value. Yeah, so that's an Enchantment Matters deck. Yep. Uh, I think you play this as a commander, and you Enchantment Creatures played in the deck are just going to be sweet because they're automatically just going to have the <laughs> Those are some pretty nice um, keywords to literally... Essentially, the idea is you want all of your creatures to be enchantment creatures like all of the idols right. all of the you know stuff like that and yeah that's just sick <laughs> yeah and like Zer, the other Zer deals with enchantments too so you can put that in this deck too so right in that deck too um it's pretty good i think it's cool as a commander yeah it's a fun commander and enchantment matters uh next up we got a new Solkinar. Solkinar the tainted it's two blue Black red, so two Ingrixes for a five-five legendary creature, elemental demon. At the beginning of your end step, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Draw a card. Each opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. Deal three damage to up to one other target creature, a planeswalker, and then the last one is exile Solkinar, and then return it to the battlefield or an opponent's control. Oh so God! <laughs> so basically, you don't want to get to the last mode. You're going to want to use it for three turns and then flicker it or something. Right. Reset it. Um, or sacrifice it. Um, it's very good. It's like a, a house in draft. I don't think it's that great in commander because of the fact that there's just so many other better commanders out there. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is flavorful and a cool card. And I think you could, you know, if you want to build a deck that's not going to be a power level over like a seven, like everyone's complaining that all your decks are too good, you could try and make this deck good. Right. Just make a fun deck with it. Like, this is yeah. easy for like a fun deck. Totally. It's a cool card, and it's way better than the old Solkinar, which I don't think did anything. I think it just had Swamp Walk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> five, five from budget. It's like the old one. <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we have Soul of Wind Grace. Uh, it is one black, red, green. Um, that's John, if I remember right. Um, a f- five, four. Uh, legendary cat avatar creature. 
Whenever a soul of Wingrace enters the battlefield or attacks, you may put a land card from a graveyard onto the battlefield tap under your control. Pay a green, discard a land card, you gain three life. Pay one and a red, uh, discard a land card, draw a card. Or pay two and a black, discard a land card. Soul of Wingrace gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. So this card is bonkers in draft, first of all. You just win. Yeah. Second of all, as a commander, this is um, just like the other Lord Wingrace. It's lands matter, right? Uh, yep, you're going to play yep. Crucible Worlds. You're going to play the, the Life from the Loam, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and the interesting part is when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you put a land card from a graveyard. It doesn't have to be yours. So if your right. opponent fetched or something, you can get that and then use it. <laughs> so... Yeah, that seems very, very good. Yeah, or if your opponent uses a wasteland, you can get their wasteland back. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting because it's anyone's land. It doesn't have to be your own, any graveyard. But then being able to discard your excess lands for value later in the game is sweet. Like gain life or nice. drawing cards. Yeah, yeah uh, I think it's a sweet deck. Indestructible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely a fun uh, card to build around for sure. And there's a lot you can do with it. Uh, next up, we got the new Rift, Rift Liberated Primeval. It's two red, green, white, which I believe is uh, Naya. Uh, five, five legendary creature dragon flying in Ward 2. All other dragons you control have Ward 2. That's oh, good. Oh, God. And at the beginning of your end step, if a creature, a planeswalker, and opponent control was dealt excess damage this turn, create a four-four red dragon creature token with flying. So if you like bolt something, if you bolt the two-two, you're going to get a four-four at the end step. So I think Seems just good. the flying ward two, everything else has ward two is good as a dragon. And then if you happen to do excess damage, it's cool. You could play it as a commander and build around the excess damage. Like there's like Torrath, I think the red guy mm-hmm. already cares about that. But you only get one. Four four every turn, so it's like whatever. Like so, I yeah. think it's it's better just like in a dragon deck to protect your other dragons, and then if you happen to do excess damage or something, like if they chump block, you're gonna get a four four at the end of the turn. Right, so, which honestly happens a lot when you play dragons. dragons. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like a pretty good synergy, honestly. Uh yeah, it's like two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's five, 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 four, five, five, five. Flying, flying ward two. two. All your other shit has ward two. Yeah, I mean the Ur Dragon deck it's only four mana for that. So, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This card seems pretty good for dragons. Just yeah, I think it's good in dragons. All <laughs> uh, right, next up we have. Shana Purifying Blade. Uh, it is green, white, blue. Uh, I believe that's Bant. For mm. a 3-3 three, three, uh, human warrior legendary creature with lifelink. At the beginning of your end step, you may pay X. If you do draw X cards, X can't be greater than the amount of life you gain this turn. So if this is a 3-3 three, three lifelinker, so you can attack with it, and then at the end step, pay 3 to draw 3. Uh, or, But I think you're going to go the route of just Bant life gain deck. Oh, yeah. Um, and just like, oh, I gained a life, I'm going to pay one, draw a card. Or I gained six life, I'm going to pay six, draw six cards. Mm-hmm. Seems really good. Seems very, very good. Just draw it up the ass. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the new Joda. Joda the Unifier 
It's uh, one of every color, uh, white, blue, black, red, and green for a 5-5 legendary creature human wizard. Legendary creatures you control get plus X, plus X, for X is the number of legendary creatures you control. That's super good. Damn, uh, whenever man. you cast a legendary spell from your hand, exile cards to the top of your library until you exile a legendary non-land card with lesser mana value. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost for the rest on the bottom. So you basically cascade for legendaries whenever you play a legendary. So this is full-on legendary creatures or legendary cards matter deck. Yeah, much. legendary creatures, legendary <laughs> spells matter. Uh, probably legendary creatures more, and then you get XX yeah. and X is all. So you pr- could even play like the super cheap ones, like the one mana for the two two legendary creature. Like all all the is. ones from like uh, Arabian Nights or whatever, or Legends or whatever. Yeah, like, all those like all just cheap ones. <laughs> and then you could play super good ones too there. So and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I could. You know, this could be a very easy like cheap. Like, well, maybe not cheap, like m- monetarily, but cheap mana cost wise uh, deck that can just basically just kind of exponentially just grow from this ability alone. So, right. yeah, th- this seems kind of fun, honestly. And this is like another one's like, it's probably not going to be like a high power level, like, say, commander deck, but this will be like a fu- just a fun, you know. Yeah, fun five color deck. Yeah. What do you think about uh, multicolor? Uh, it's got a lot of fun stuff. It's got some really good stuff too. Holy crap! Like, if you had to uh, pick one of these, which commander deck would you build out of them? Oh god. Honestly, I mean, I think the obvious answer is probably Joyra, but the Wind Grace deck seems really fun. Yeah, I think the the. Miria would be cool with the everything becomes like a Mox Emerald. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that or that the too. you know, or uh the Shauna life gain deck would be cool. The mm. wind race would be cool, Jota would be fun. There's yeah. a lot of cool ones, a lot of flavorful legends in this set, I think. Oh for sure. Yeah. There's just there's just a lot that like none of these cards are really inherently bad. Like there's a lot that can be done with like basically all of these. So I think right. the only one is the soul canar is like the only one that's kind of, eh. but the, the rest of them are pretty good. Right. Or just busted. <laughs> all right. So we are moving on to artifacts uh, or colors. Um, so first off we have timeless Lotus. It is five for a legendary artifact. Timeless Lotus enters the battlefield tap. Uh, Tapid add Wooberg. So that's sick. <laughs> yeah, I think this is pretty good because I mean, like, I play Gilded Lotus, right, which is five for Tapid, three of any color. But if I could tap it for five, I just have to wait a turn. Yeah, it's a lot five better. for you get five of everything or one yeah. of everything. I mean, and if you if you have like Amulet of Vigor or something, it just untaps. It's like sweet. Good five. Yeah, right I mean, <laughs> there's so many ways you can get around the it comes in a battlefield tap, like so many things on tap artifacts like you don't care <laughs> in the right yeah, it's, deck. it's pretty good it's ramps for five it does cost five which sucks but it does ramp for five so yep it's definitely okay in an all color deck too it's just like if you have five man that's not one of each color i mean it's great it. for filtering it's great for yeah. just playing big shit you can literally play a uh, uh what are those cards um 
the ones where you play just they have the, the, the CMC or you just play Wooberg and you play it. The, uh, yeah, the bringers, the, the bringers. Yeah. yeah it's like literally just you play a bringer you, with this. If you have like um, <laughs> Fist of Sons, you can just play any card for five. So, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Golden Argosi. It's four for a 3 6 legendary artifact vehicle. Whenever Golden Argosi attacks, exile each creature that crewed it this turn, return them to the battlefield tapped under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step, and it has crew one. So, this is great for ETB matters. Yeah, especially in like a Brago deck or something. You just yeah. keep flickering it. Seems great. It's only, it's only crew one, too. For yeah, it, it, I mean, you could technically crew unlimited times, too. Like You just can't crew mm-hmm. with the same thing. So right, It says yeah. tap one or more. So it's like you could crew with all the creatures you want to flicker. Right. And then attack with this, and they all flicker. So at the end step, which is cool. Yep. This is this is a great card for that right Very kind of uh, deck. Yeah, for that. Uh, next up, we have Karn. Uh, another Karn. Living Legacy. Uh, he costs four for a legendary planeswalker named Karn. He comes into the battlefield with four loyalty counters. Plus one. Create a tapped Power Stone token. It's an artifact with tap. Add a um, uh, waste. This mana can't be spent to cast a non-artifact spell. Minus one, pay any amount of mana. Look at that many cards from the top of your library, then put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Minus seven, you get an emblem with tap an untapped artifact you control. The emblem deals one damage to any target. Yeah, so the, the, the thing to note here is the plus one, you can't spend the waste on non-artifact spells, but you can still use it for abilities. Right. So if you have like a, yeah. abilities in play, you can do that. Uh, so that's yep. interesting. I think the minus one is really good because you can just like dump mana to get your best card off the top. Yeah. Um, and if yep. you happen to alt in an artifact deck, all of your artifacts are now ping. They're all pingers. Yeah, which is pretty sick for yeah, sure. You have, like, you have like 20 artifacts, you just win the game basically. Like that that <laughs> can definitely be a win con if you have the right kind of deck. For sure. You have to survive like three rounds with this, but definitely doable though. Like if you have the right kind of protection in play, then uh yeah, it's not hard to do. All right. Interesting. Yeah, interesting card. Uh next up is Karn Silex. Uh three mana for a legendary artifact. Enters the battlefield tapped. Players can't pay life to cast spells or to activate abilities that aren't mana abilities, so it shuts off Firxian and all that jazz. Um, and then X and tap, exile, Karn, Silex, destroy each non-land permanent with mana value X or less, activate as a sorcery. Uh, this card seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so it blows stuff up and it can shut off paying life. Yeah. I think it's very good, but I think it's more of a sideboard card. because It's definitely sideboard, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you would play this main deck. Just, I mean, you could just to blow stuff up. Yeah, but it sucks. You can only do it as a sorcery to blow stuff up. Yeah, I mean, it's basically an engineered explosives that also has shut off life abilities. Right. So, yeah. 
So, yeah, very interesting. Um, class 3, pretty cheap for what it is. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Uh, and then our final colorless card is Weatherlight Completed. Uh, it is 2 for a 5-5 five, five legendary artifact vehicle. It has flying. As long as Weatherlight Completed has four or more... Uh, oh, God. Four or more fiery seas counters on it uh it's a phyrexian creature in addition to its other types whenever a creature you control dies put a fiery seas counter on weather light completed then draw a card if it has seven or more fiery seas counters on it if it doesn't scry one yeah so it's a five five and you need four things to die before it becomes a creature because it doesn't have crew or anything yeah so it's not a creature until you four things die and you scry one every time something dies. And then if you get to seven, you draw a card. So I think this is a, de- a card that you play in like an aristocrats deck or something. And you just have a five, five flyer that, that draws you cards when you sack things. It's pretty good. Yeah. It seems pretty decent, but it's like, I mean, it doesn't look us too. It sucks until you get seven count, like five, four or seven yeah. counts on it though. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not great in draft. I've never seen it get kicked off. I've seen it played a couple times. Yeah. I've seen it get triggered. So, also combos with those cards. It just makes an artifact a creature. So, yeah. So, what do you think about artifacts? Um, let's see here. Let me go back. Uh there. I mean, the Golden Argosy is probably the best one, in my opinion. Um, just because I feel like it has a lot of value with the right kind of deck. Timeless yeah, I, Lotus is okay, I guess. Yeah, I like the Timeless um, Lotus and Karn. Yeah, Karn's pretty good. I mean, they're all pretty decent their own way, I think. Um, last but not least, we got lands here. Uh, so first up is we got Adikar Waste, Sulphur Springs, Carpusian Forest, Caves of Koyos, Shivan Reef, Yavimaya Coast, which are all reprints of the Pain Lands. Yep. So the, you know, it's, you know, add like a waste or add a white or a blue, you take one damage. And so they did that with those six. So uh, for new ones, <clears throat> we have uh, Plaza of Heroes, uh, which is uh, just a land that is tap, add a waste, or tap, add one mana of any color, spend this mana only to cast a legendary spell, or tap, add one mana of any color among legendary permanents you control, and then you can also pay three and tap, exile Plaza of Heroes, target legendary creature gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. So, so again, is, great for legendary matters. Yeah, I think it's pretty good in that. I think you might mm-hmm. even play this if you play like a five color deck. Yeah. Um, just because like, you you know, in, com- in Commander anyways, because like Commander, you're always going to have a legendary creature. So you could always just tap for a mana of any of the colors of your commander. So it becomes like a command yeah. tower if your commander's out. So it literally just becomes like that. That it becomes uh, command tower. Yeah, it just becomes. And then card. the last effect you can always give your commander indestructible. So I could see this becoming a staple in commander decks, just because yeah. like you can always give your commander indestructible and next proof with it. Well, just think of like how many cards. Think of how many um, uh, decks play Iganjo Castle, and that's just literally 
prevent two damage to a legendary creature. This right, is just right. it becomes indestructible. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely think this is going to be played in a lot of commander decks. Right. Especially since like worst case it taps for waste, which is not horrible. Not bad. Yep. Or and you can tap it for any color to cast your commander still. So like Right, yeah. There's so many like those specialty lands that like if if you don't have like this specific like uh you know specific parameter met it just does nothing and then you cry right. <laughs> that's well, why i at least always do something yeah always do something so uh and then the last land is thran portal which is another new gate uh when thran portal enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or fewer other lands uh when it enters the battlefield, you choose a basic land type the portal is the chosen type in addition to its other types and mana abilities of thran portal cost an additional one life to activate so I think this land is horrible because <laughs> it comes in, you choose what color it is, basically. Right. Just one color. And then you have to take one every single time you use it. Even if like you Urborg or something to like give it the ability to tap for a swamp, you still have to take a damage. Because yeah, anytime you kinda, use a mana ability of it. That's kind of crappy. But so like unless you just are playing the gate stack and need a gate, I don't see you playing this ever. Yeah. I think it's the worst, one of the worst rare lands ever printed, in my opinion. Yeah, it does like not seem bad. bad. <laughs> like, there's no reason. Like, wh- why do you have to take one every time to activate a mana? I know. I, I don't really? know why <laughs> they needed that. That was just dumb. If they took that text off of it, it's playable because you can yeah. take it any land you want. Like, why? Why? Like, <laughs> I don't why? get it. I don't know why. <sighs> they always have to make they always have to make that garbage rare that you're always gonna pull. <laughs> yeah, that's the here it is, rare. ladies and gentlemen. Here's your garbage rare. <laughs> Hope you don't pull it. Don't worry, I'll probably pull five because I'm really good at it. <laughs> so that's it for All right. our Dominaria review here. Uh, that is the set. set. Um overall it's pretty powerful. Um green, white, and uh blue. Or, yeah, green, white, and blue are all very, very good. And then the multis are also very good, too, which is pretty, at least in their own specific settings. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed uh, drafts of this. I uh, draft that we're back to Dominaria, and so we got a lot of these uh, guys coming back, like the legend people having new versions of them from way back in the day. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice to see reprints of old stuff. Or, or like reimaginations of old cards. Right. Um, yeah, that's always good to see. And then, of course, it's great to see Liliana again. Yeah, and the, yeah. the reason they chose these six pain lands is they were printed in. Do- these are the ones in the Dominaria um, world realm at this time. Right. And the other four that are missing are, I think, going to be the next set, the Brothers War, because they mm-hmm. they were they existed back in that time because we're going back in time right. to the brothers of horror so yeah the um the the flavor and all that in this is off, awesome too so definitely definitely makes it more interesting yeah i'm uh, hoping to pick up some of these cards for commander yeah it's a lot of good commander cards and also just good like sideboard cards too that can be used for a lot of decks so yeah. uh It'll be good to pick some of this stuff up. Some of this stuff might get kind of pricey because they're kind of 
busted. <laughs> yeah, some of them might be, yeah. So get them while they're cheap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much, everybody.